So the big question is this, how do entrepreneurial salespeople like us who have traditionally sold alone and used gut and intuition to hit their number, take their innate talents and begin selling using science, technology, and the secrets of thousands who have done it before to crush their quota and change the world? That is the question, and this podcast provides the answer. All right, welcome everybody to today's podcast. We're going to be talking about artificial intelligence. What the heck is going on with it? How do you use it? How do you make it applicable in your business? I think that's one of the problems that companies are facing more and more. They like the idea. They don't know what to do with it. Um, And so to solve that, um, we brought in the co-founder and CEO at a company called salesdirector.ai. And that is Bobber Botla. Um, Bobber, thanks so much for joining. How the heck are you? I'm doing good, Gabe. Thanks <laughs> for having us on. Yeah, man. We've been going back and forth a couple times. Um, you know, it's funny how sometimes these start. It's kind of like a weird, you know, I, I like, I, I see him on LinkedIn. I'm like, hey, I like some of this stuff. I think he liked some of my stuff. You know, next thing you know, I'm like, hey, man, we should talk. So, it's almost like dating, but I have liked yeah, a lot two of minds coming together. <laughs> <laughs> I've liked a lot of this stuff that uh, these guys are doing. And so I wanted to track them a little bit. I thought it'd be fun to have a conversation with Bobber. So again, appreciate you jumping on. Bobber, can you tell us just a little bit about yourself and what you do, what you guys do over there at uh, salesdirector.ai? Yeah, absolutely, Gabe. So as you mentioned, right? So I'm one of the founders here at Sales Director AI. You know, personally, I spent the last 16 years between Microsoft and Google. Uh, leading B2B sales organizations. Um, you know, these days, I spend all my time training our AI system to become kind of the greatest companion for sales leaders and sales managers. Mm. Um, and we're essentially taking that IP and commercialized it into a SaaS offering uh, for B2B sales orgs uh, under the brand name of salesdirector.ai. Mm. And what we essentially do is we give leaders insight into their business so they can make decisions before it's too late. Mm. So that kind of nutshell is what we're all about. I love it. I love it. Again, we'll hear a little bit about that as we go through. Outside of work, man, anything you're passionate about? Any kind of fun hobbies that would be interesting for the audience to know? Well, I'm a big fan of mountain biking. <laughs> nice, and, nice. And my wife tells me to stop doing it because it's too dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I think I, there was another guest. I, I was actually getting into road biking and I got... Uh, that got nuked um, by the misses, mostly because it's a pretty long, you know, it's not a, it seemed to be like a four hour thing on Saturday. And, and that's right. Said that you got to gear up and you got to gear down. <laughs> so uh, there was something about we have children and I need to grow up and, and be an adult. Yeah. So anyways, conversation for another time. Um, let's dive into this, this talk track here. Um, we have certainly talked about a little bit of AI on the podcast in the past, but I liked kind of your guys' angle, and especially as we get into some of the application, but let's start at the top. Mm-hmm. Mistrust of the concept of AI. What are some of these misconceptions um, that we're seeing and maybe even just kind of what, what you believe AI is and is not? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, certainly, you know, AI is a buzzword these days. And because of that, like any other buzzword, uh, there's tons of different perceptions on the kind of where we are uh, you know, I kind of like to look at it as there's a journey, right? And there's certainly a different perception from from folks that are, um, you know, 
on the receiving side of things, on where we are in our journey of having true artificial intelligence. Um, you know, I've heard, certainly heard my share of misconceptions when talking to prospects and customers and certainly, you know, kind of feel and observe a level of confusion uh, in the market. You know, I've had people you know, or sales managers for that matter ask me like, hey, can AI kind of tell me when the deal is going to close actually? Right. And, and that's not possible. Right. Because there's too many factors outside of kind of the data itself and why deals happen and they don't happen. Um, you know, can AI kind of make changes to opportunities in CRM? And yeah, we can. But are you really ready for it? Right. So, you know, things of that sort, there's these perceptions and these you know, ideal scenarios. But you also have to kind of balance it with what is really feasible. And what would the organization be able to absorb as a machine doing things on their behalf? Right. Um, you know, what I would kind of generally say, though, is uh, the, the uh, kind of perceptions that I hear are all around kind of the spectrum um, and maturity of what, what kind of is known in the market as prescriptive AI today. Mm -hmm. um, it's a pretty technical term. You know, I, I can certainly kind of share my thoughts uh, on what's going on in the world of kind of AI and, and, Ooh, and interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's take a look. I mean, I'd be interested. Certainly we, we did a little bit of a, um, a research study, just trying to kind of figure out the state of AI and sales and marketing. And I'd yeah. like you know, a lot of mistrust um, kind of going on and people wondering where it's going to be used. Is it going to replace? <laughs> I love the question. Is it going to replace the sales rep or not? Right, man? Right. Um, right. But um, talk to us. In about our world, they ask, is it going to replace the sales manager? Yeah. We're a tool for management, yeah. but yes, but similar reaction. As right, you right. Do you, I mean, so where do you see this going or what's kind of the big picture there? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, uh, you know, not to get into kind of technicalities here, but I think it's good for the, uh, for the listeners to just kind of have uh, some sort of a, a, a backdrop on what really is possible in the realm of AI today um, in kind of practical terms and where we're kind of headed. Right. So as I mentioned, you know, kind of this, this term, Prescriptive AI is kind of a technical term. Uh, I'll give you a little bit of context or, or the, um, the listeners some context, right? So in the world of AI, uh, especially if we look at kind of the commercial application, right? Not academic, kind of commercial applications of, of AI. You know, things are pretty mature when it comes to what's known as kind of descriptive and kind of diagnostic AI. And what I'm talking about here is, is really AI looking at data, historical data, in figuring out what has happened and kind of the correlation between things, right? We're pretty mature there in the market. Some examples of that is, you know, AI could figure out what are the characteristics of a lead that make a lead a good lead or what makes a lead a bad lead, right? So pretty mature there, tons of, um, tons of use case scenario in commercial kind of, you know, applications. Um, we certainly see lots of investment um, in the predictive AI side of things, which is, you know, where the system can kind of predict what's going to happen in the future. In yeah. this example, what will happen with the lead? It's like, hey, lead A, what is the likelihood of this lead A actually resulting in something positive? And it could be many things resulting in a demo, resulting in a closed deal. So that's certainly an investment area. But, you know, from my personal perspective, the area that's most exciting is what's kind of known as prescriptive AI, um, where the system can actually suggest the actions the human should take 
in order to get positive results, mm. right? So the example of something like that is the system can tell you that it's time to reach out to a particular person around an opportunity to improve the odds of winning the deal, right? So that is prescriptive, right? It's actually telling you, hey, it's time to do this in order to result in a positive outcome. You know, we at, at SalesRectory are, are certainly focused on, on leading the charge in that space. And, and that's, for me personally, kind of the most exciting part. I like that. I like kind of the, the breakdown because, again, I think um, one of the things I thought was confusing initially, Bobber, was, um, you know, some of these um, these shops that'll push out, um, you know, like a technology landscape and they'll come oh, yes. uh-huh. different things. And for a while there, and actually I think it's still happening on some of them, you know, they'll actually have a category of like AI tools. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. Right. Like <laughs> in, in kind of the way you were talking about it, and you're breaking out kind of descriptive, you know, I'm thinking, you know, I think that's been part, there's a lot of misconceptions, but yeah, that it's like AI isn't, it's not a tool. It, it, it can't be its own cat. I mean, sure you can do anything, but it, sure. it certainly seems better to put it almost as a layer below it. Like I know everybody on that technology map at some point here in the next future, whether it's engagement, forecasting, lead scoring, it will all be kind of powered by some sort of data AI type of engine. So we've all exactly. kind of contributed to some of that, but I liked your kind of clear definition and then breaking down, some of the different ways. So as you get into, I want to hear the sales side, because this is your sure. bread and butter. Yeah. Um, go one step deeper. Get us some of those examples. Of how, you mentioned lead scoring, but where are some places you're seeing this work and actually benefiting people in the sales, marketing, kind of CX world? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, generally speaking, it's human plus machine, Right. It's the, it's the human kind of getting an uh, in in assistant or extra pair of hands or the grunt worker, right, has a machine that's doing all of this extra work that perhaps either they don't have time for, they don't have the skill, skill sets for, um, or, you know, perhaps maybe the knowledge to do. So that's, you know, generally speaking, that's kind of where we see a lot of value being uh, created and a lot of value being realized, you know, from, from our customers and just kind of general conversations that we have folks in the market. So um, certainly lead scoring is hot. No question about it. You know, you can go look at, um, you know, G2 crowd and you can go look at, you know, uh, whatever, you know, analyst reviews and so forth. Um, Leveraging AI to look at patterns and figuring out, you know, which lead, um, is better than the other. It's a pretty straightforward application of AI, you know, for that matter, to analyze that data at scale. Um, yeah. And certainly it requires scale, right? Uh, an average company B2B selling is not dealing with a hundred leads. They're dealing with thousands of leads. So obviously, you know, very tough for a human to continuously do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so beyond that, you know, there's certainly examples of tools that are facilitating human-like behavior and interactions right? With prospects. So certainly that's an area. Um, It's, you know, you could say kind of similar to the underneath technology used by Alexa and Siri and so forth, where it is, um, you know, really just mimicking a human. Um, And it's just really an interface, right? That's all it is. It's really an interface. Uh, But that, you know, obviously is AI. It's using AI technologies. Uh, I think one of the big mis 
you know, kind of perceptions in the market is that is AI. Like, you know, like the human interaction, um, yes. that's not AI that it is, but it's not the only kind of, uh, you know, example of AI. So we, we certainly see a, a lot of that. And um, I think a lot of folks uh, in just kind of corporate world uh, kind of gravitate towards, you know, solutions that are providing capabilities like that as kind of the AI. Um, and they certainly ask questions that lead us to believe that they think that is, you know, the only kind of AI out there. Um, but those are certainly examples of top of the funnel that we see forecast prediction, another big hot, you know, kind of topic. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, all that, that, you know, is done in the funnel is to get some output, which is the forecast. So if you can predict the forecast and make early uh, kind of decisions before it's too late, uh, that, that's certainly um, very hot. You know, it's interesting, like, you know, from our point of view, based on all of the research that we've done and just kind of uh, the founder's personal experience, we do feel like the fundament, there's some fundamental flaws in the approach taken today by software companies around forecast prediction. And uh, I'll try to explain this uh, as, you know, as simply as I can. Uh, the data is a garbage in, garbage out, right? I mean, I, I think everybody understands that, even with BI, right? Business intelligence is garbage in, garbage out. Uh, if a system is using historical data, to essentially predict the future, you know, with meaningful output coming out of that. If the data has no causality, meaning this causes that, it's a bunch of random data. Mm. So if you're going to punch in a bunch of random data into a machine, guess what? You're going to get garbage out. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we're really big fans of, you know, and the exciting part for us is really solving the problem of that data uh, being clean and correct so that the machine is essentially solving the problem of getting good data into the machine, if, if that makes sense. Yeah. Right? Uh, if we can get to that, then I, th I think we get to a very interesting, you know, complete feedback loop where yeah. the machine is cleaning the data, is taking in or is providing that data to another machine, and you're just getting much more better insights. I love it. I love it. Man, I got two, two follow-ups that I wanted to, I almost interrupt you, but I'd, I'd like to get your opinion on this. I mean, this, um, you know, a lot of people with AI, you know, I think there's certainly components of it, right? You'll hear buzzwords like algorithms, um, right. you know, like what, what's this algorithm or, right. um, you know, uh, data scientists, right. That that's like another thing you'll hear with it. But one right. question I feel like people talk about is data. Um, like AI, you know, you can go download some random forest method, you know, algorithm, mm -hmm. so, so to say. I mean, th those things have been around for a long time, but sure. it appears there's something really interesting going on in the data world. Um, it, Salesforce Einstein is an example of kind of AI, and they talk about... Um, you know, the ability to look at and learn from kind of the behaviors of what's going on in your own system and things like that. Right. How you, um, you just think about the data component and the yeah. lot of garbage in, garbage out. But what what are we – any thoughts on just kind of data as as part of the yeah. uh, role it play? Absolutely. I mean, it, it's like, you know, you're, you're going to – you know, I'll give you an example a little bit later on how we train AI and so forth. But, you know, if you're going to uh, – looking after your kid and you're going to teach him, you know, certain techniques, 
uh, you know, trying to teach him math or whatever, you got to feed it well, right? Mm. You got to feed the kid well. Uh, you need a nutrition. And essentially, you know, that nutrition is, is what you know, is equivalent to kind of data for AI. And certainly, I think it's a pretty big miss in the market today. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't think uh, folks that are in technology uh, are, are delusional around the problem by any means. It's just that there's so much focused on the approaches to make meaning out of data that the attention, at least in the world, you know, that's, you know, perceived kind of from a marketing standpoint uh, out there, there isn't much focus on actually getting good data, right? Um, yes. Available for the system itself. And certainly, as I mentioned, the most exciting part that we see AI kind of focused on these days is helping identify the correct, the clean, the most correlated data so yeah. that the machine can actually, you know, predict better and prescribe better. Yeah, right? interesting, interesting. Okay, then one other question. Um, you mentioned forecasting. I know that's some of the things you guys are doing. Um, I'm just curious about that space. And this is a little off topic for AI, but it certainly connects. Yeah. One of the areas I agree with you, forecasting and AI, it's um, it's a, an abomination. <laughs> it's an abomination. Um, how do you see this? It's one of the things I've been surprised. I feel like that space should be growing like gangbusters. You've got clarity right. and ESO. Yep. In some of these companies, um, Anaplan, not really Anaplan, but they, um, those are fairly smaller players. Again, if anybody, sure are. companies are in listening, context, I'm not, yeah, in context, right? Yeah. Not being, not trying to be offensive, but I thought you'd be seeing like 100% year over year growth and unicorns coming out of that. Right. But why do you, and you may have a different opinion, but why is that space, um, God, it seems like so. It's so important. Why is that space a little slower? I mean, it's coming, but I thought it'd take off faster. Any thoughts on that space? I uh, certainly do. Well, first of all, a very complicated thing to solve, mm. and it's complicated not because of you know the technology, um, you know, not because of the AI required. Mm -hmm. um, it's about the business situations and the permutations of business situations and how things are forecasted for that business that make it complicated. Yeah. So I'll give you some examples, right? Um, there are certain companies that are very well, and I mean companies meaning business models, right? Yes. So representative business models that are very much conducive to forecasting based on observing interactions between the seller and buyers, mm -hmm. right? So that's like the best way of, predicting if a deal is going to happen or not, thus the forecast being true or not. That is not the only business model out there. Um, there are other business models where you actually don't have any interaction between the company and the buyer, right? Yeah. There's middlemen involved, right? There are partners involved. Um, it's a transactional sale. Things happen too quickly, right? Um, and in those business models, it's more about just predicting based on historical patterns and other external factors. It's like, if it's raining today, right? How is the forecast going to come in? Right? Right. Or if it's sunny today type of stuff versus actually observing what is happening today. And because of those permutations, you know, uh, certainly, you know, Visa and Clary kind of have a different approach on, on how they forecast. We certainly have a different approach as well, but that's kind of what makes it complicated. Right is to be able to build a piece of software 
that can handle both of those solutions with a level of prediction or accuracy that people will be jumping kind of up and down. And I think the, the curveball, right? The curveball that's kind of thrown into this whole mix is that there are a, I'm not going to call majority, but a decent amount enough to, you know, that you cannot ignore them of sales leaders who today forecast based on holding somebody accountable, Mm. right? They're like, they're not data driven sales leaders. They are holding the managers accountable sales leaders, right? Which is a fine trait to have. I'm a big fan of holding folks accountable, but when you've got a, 18 month, a 20 month average, you know, life uh, at a company. Well, if you're going to hold people accountable and things don't happen, well, it's kind of too late. Yeah. It's too late to course correct. Right. So that kind of throws a curveball where they're like, Hey, I just want to hold them accountable. I don't really need machines to kind of tell me, uh, because you know, it's better to hold people accountable. Right. It works when you've got like, you know, five, 10 years of tenure. Right. Right. For sales leaders, no longer the case, right? right? As, as you know, no longer the case, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> we've experienced that internally <laughs> a couple times. Yeah, that's interesting. That that's kind of an interesting take on that. Um, makes yeah. sense. I've, been, I've had my eye on that market for a while and been not necessarily scratching my head, but you know, just kind of wondering, like, eh, you know, that's different. I thought that'd go faster, but sure, it's hard to guess. If I was that good at guessing, you know, I wouldn't <laughs> be doing this podcast. I'd probably be. A million, you know, hopefully a billionaire. You'd probably be an AI for hire. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's exactly right. You know, I'd be, I'd be an oracle. Anyway, um, so I appreciate you jumping on, Barbara. If we uh, kind of try to sum this up, you know, and I, I appreciate you going down a couple rabbit holes with me. Um, yeah. Uh, and I want to get to one other piece here, but kind of as people start down this path of AI and they're trying to figure out where to use it, what would be kind of the summary statement for you or people who are jumping, jumping on this train? Focus on the business problem at hand and look for a solution for solving it. Mm. Right. Don't get enamored by the marketing that's out there. Right. And, and the analysts and, and you know, all these guys, obviously they're, you know, job is to make noise, right? Mm-hmm. Um, is is focus on your business problem and just be critical on which technology can solve it for you and be open to a stack. Like there is no nirvana these days, especially in the world of SaaS. And, you know, majority of the companies that you'll see on those, you know, tech stack marketplaces or landscapes, you know, they're startups, right? Yeah. And the startup you know, ethos is like essentially focus on solving one problem really well and kill it there. So be open to kind of having a stack to solve the problem versus looking for this end to end right solution. Got it. No, I love it. Yeah. That's, that's the shiny object we know from working at tech companies that can sometimes get you in the wrong bad place. <laughs> you, um, so as, as we wrap, if someone wants to learn a little bit more about yourself or, some of the things you guys are doing over there. Yeah. What's, what's the best way to kind of take that next step? Well, of course, you know, you can find me on LinkedIn um, and um, Bobber about us. So we'll obviously have the name in the podcast description, but it's uh, B-A-B-A-R-B-A-T-L-A. Um, and interesting enough, we just kind of recently released an ebook around demystifying the AI black Ooh, box. Yes, 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 so, yes. I have it right here in front of me. That was a, uh, 
a good one. A good, yeah, it's certainly a quick read uh, and kind of you know summarizes some of the stuff that I talked about and, and a few other tidbits. But also um, on our website, you know, salesdirector.ai slash black box, one word, um, you know, you'll, you'll find some more information uh, about, you know, AI and demystifying AI in our ebook is there as well. I love it. I love it. I think um, having re- glanced through that, I mean, that's the beauty of ebooks, pretty chunkable, you know, you can kind of grab it, get some of these key ideas, dives into the, some of the forecasting things where you guys, um, you know, have some specialties. So definitely would recommend that. We'll make sure we put that in the show notes. So again, Bobber, thanks so much for joining and for the audience. Remember success, just one play away. Want more sales secrets? Go to salessecrets.io to receive copies of our latest research and best practice content to help you crush your quota.